I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Music and Concert Show with Johnny Lightfoot and Trent Falcone. All right, hey, welcome in. It is The Music and Concert Show. Johnny Lightfoot, Trent Falcone. What a... Things are good, man. Things are good. It's summer. It's concert season. It's really hot this week. I don't know. Are you a fan of the heat? Uh, Not the team. The, the, the actual weather. I mean, yeah. You like, like you like I it like, hot? I like summer. I Some mean, like it hot. When we get uh, power station. Thank you. Um, I thought that was going to go over, no, but you caught on, it. Good job. Uh, Talk about a super group. Super group, yeah. Members, uh, was it uh, Robert Palmer? Duran Duran. And Duran Duran. Somebody else. Anyway, yeah, I like the heat. I mean, I don't know about a hundred and, you know, well, a hundred and anything. Yeah, triple digits. Starts is, uh, to get a little, starts to get a little bit... Uh, you know, musty. Well, it could be. It could be worse. <laughs> we could be in Phoenix where we'd be melting. Well, I'll save that. Go ahead. Let's Even St. George yeah. is melting right now. Yeah, this will this will be a good lead in. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I I actually do like the heat. I like it warm. I prefer summer over winter, but I for but I prefer spring and fall over everything else. But you know what you can't do in the winter? Outdoor shows. You can't. That's where you get you into can. the indoors. You can, but it's rough. So. Well, I saw um I think it was the Australian Pink Floyd. Oh man, had to be 5 5 years ago at least. And they came towards the end of USANA's uh yeah. season and it was I, was I think we talked about this. Yeah. It was brutally cold that time and uh but I enjoyed the show still, even though I was doing that. You know, you have to bring a jacket when we hit, you know, September-ish sometimes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, they, they did more than that. They had scarves and hats and gloves. And, Absolutely. And, yeah. But you was, had a good time. You're still, you remember it, don't you? I, I absolutely. You know what? In all seriousness, I never got to see... Pink Floyd, you know, with Roger sure. Waters, you know, Gilmore, the whole the whole thing. I never got to see that. And watching the Australian Pink Floyd is like, wow. So okay. You, you didn't see Pink Floyd at Harbor Freight? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I did not. I sure. did not. Okay, cool. No, yeah. no, that was I'm James still, Brown. I'm still not over that. Really? No, nah, I'm still. I'm you still don't upset. buy that. I don't know if I believe it. It was Upper Country, by the way. Uh, I don't believe you. <laughs> Pink Floyd at Upper Country. Anyway, no, they were at the Depot. Sure. All right. I did see Kiss at the Depot. Moving on. It was a tribute Kiss band, and it was really cool. How was it? You bring, really? We're going to bring Kiss up every show. Come well, on. we didn't last show, so we might I'm have to twice we this did. time. I'm pretty certain we did. Anyway. <laughs> All right, well, kicking things off, as we always do, we talk about the 
past concerts that we uh, happened between the two podcasts. And this week we had two happen. We had Aerofest 2 featuring uh, Ario Speedwagon, Sticks, and Loverboy. And we also had the Black Keys. Well, we had more than two, right? We just don't. We we were only at two between the two of us, right? So, you know, right. There there were a million, I'm sure. But. Oh well, yeah. There's tons of them, but yeah, well, I'm sure. talking. I'm talking the big ones. Um, Aerofest two was uh, that's the one I was really excited about. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. Speaking of the heat, okay, I was not there. Really, I took a rare night off. Okay, to go. I I went to Vegas. Speaking of heat, okay. And it was a cool, what was it, 108? Nice. I believe. Yeah, yeah melting. So, uh, you know, again, musty. Mm-hmm. That's hot. That's hot. But, uh, no, I took I took the night off, and um, I went down to see some uh, some Morrissey shows. Oh, oh. He had a residence. Okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry, was I? <clears throat> All right. Sorry, sorry, I'm back. Why don't we, why don't we cut and start over? <laughs> okay, no, no, seriously. I, uh, let's, let's, let's dive into this, because... I'm not a huge Morrissey fan. I'm not really even a big Smiths fan. Okay. But you are. Good night, everybody. And I think that's awesome. And I think that you went down and watched, like, what, 13 shows? Okay. Oh, no? Was it we're more? Off to, we're off to a rough start. <laughs> no, no, tell, went, no, tell I, us about the Morrissey I, show. I went down for a few shows. Oh, uh, I think that's great. Uh, he had a residency at uh, Caesars Palace. And again, I I don't miss a lot of shows here, right? I mean, working, of course. So I decided, you know, um, I I was in good hands with with my team. So I went down and saw some shows. Listen, I know he's not everybody's cup of tea. I'm a massive fan. I have been for thirty plus years. Uh, he still puts on a spectacular show, and it's funny you say that. It's funny you snore. <laughs> it is one of the most bizarre things to witness because everybody has, if you're not familiar with him, vocalist of the Smiths, whatever. And they were a new, you know, new wave. What was alternative, I guess was new wave. Sure. Yeah. One of the most iconic bands. They're Depeche Mode. They're the cure. They're, you know, mm-hmm. Oingo Boingo, that category of stuff. Phenomenal band, iconic, legendary. And his stuff is, you know, same kind of vibe. And he's got, yes, he has some mellow stuff, but He's got some rockin' stuff, too. He's got some rockabilly-influenced stuff. And some, you know, he's got a rock band with him. He's got a six-piece band, and it's a rock band. And uh, it's unbelievable, because you, you, you think, like, oh, well, this is going to be a, you know... At one point, I counted nine security guys on the stage trying to keep people off the stage. Like, so people are on. trying to rush onto the they stage? On and sta- like, well, that's kind of part of the shtick, is they... they it's like Elvis to, or, you know, to, the yeah, Beatles. they try to shake his hand, or sure. they try to get up and hug him. Yeah. And it's pandemonium. I mean, it's absolute... You don't think... You think everyone's going to be sitting in a chair drinking tea. <laughs> I don't I think mean, that, I've, but... I've gone to punk rock shows that are not as crazy. And it's really? just... It's a, it's a... Yeah, it's melee. Just... People trying to get on, and they, he, God, he throws his shirt at the end. Yeah. People fight. For it just goes 20, nuts. They had to bring out scissors. <laughs> they had, the venue had to bring out a pair of scissors. So wait, wait. And the, cut, uh, I'm not, hold on. Really? Cut the shirt up into pieces. Because <laughs> no way. I'm not joking. There are 20 people with their hand on the shirt, and they're not leaving. Wow. They're not leaving. At one, one of the evenings, they had to get the police. People were 
I mean, it's 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 a rock show. You wow. think what you want about that's it, impressive, actually. But it's a rock show. Now, this is this is going to sound like I'm I'm being funny, but I'm not. But is uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall and get him to the Greek Albus Snow loosely based on Morrissey? I have no idea. He's uh, look. He's a he's an interesting character, and uh, you know, people often will like you do, right? They joke and. You know, I, whatever. I don't care about his. You know, I don't care about his dietary needs. He's oh, a, I didn't know we had weird dietary. Well, needs. he's meat is murder. The Smiths. He's vegetarian. Oh, he's man. absolutely pro animal. Okay. Okay. Animal rights. Nothing wrong with that. And he's as legendary for that as he is anything else. And he's a staunch vegetarian. And I think he's vegan. I don't know, but and yeah, he's he's a controversial guy. But um, this brings me to something later we can talk about that I wanted to ask you. But sure. I don't know. I don't care. I like his music. I like his his uh, lyrics. I like his writing. He's got a he's got a unique voice, right? Somebody we talk of course, about yeah. in music, knowing you know Dave Matthews Band. These these people that you instantly go, whether you like them or not, you hear them and you go, that's Dave Matthews. Well, and that's what makes artists stand out. In Let, this let's day be and honest, age, right? Right. You have to. I mean, if you don't have that, right, you're just uh, you're you're falling in. You know, with just you're lumped in with everybody else. Not to say that you're not good. No, right? but no, like not if at you, all. If we talk into like, especially my genre, right, hardcore metal, mm-hmm. uh, some of the hip hop guys, country guys. If you go on Spotify and you play a band, and then you go, you know, you hit the people also like, and you start playing other artists, it starts to get. You start to go. I don't know if this is this guy or this guy. I'm not sure, sure if it's oh, this. Sure. Have you been to the Warp Tour back when that was a thing? Oh yeah, they, a lot of them sounded the same. Look, if you close your eyes, you you know, like let's be honest. I I don't know that I'm watching this band or I don't know I'm watching this band, right? Yeah, and especially so, when it gets really long and it's 14 hours in one day. Well, absolutely. The, the point is, anybody that can stand out has a distinct sound, voice, whatever. You know, they you you can't deny that, and he's in that category, and um, you know he's been around what thirty eight forty years. I have no idea, but he was it was spectacular. I'm a, but I'm a fan. His voice as good as ever, and uh, I went last year for a few shows, and I will go next year, and uh, it's entertaining. I mean, I I'm a big fan. Not everything he does is gold in my opinion sure. well not every artist is but that that's way. but that's yeah. how you you still have your you know your wits about you that you can you can say yeah i don't care for everything and, and absolutely but and anyway so point is i was not at Aerofest. i however heard that it was what we talked about it was it was Hit a show. night of hits yeah of course it was it was a night of hits there was some debate which we've also talked about with i think we talked about with motley crew and def leppard you know, there's always going to be that portion of the crowd. Well, Motley yeah. Crue should have played before Def, right? Def right. Leppard should headline. And I heard some chatter about why did REO, you know, close the show? Now, I, my understanding is they rotated. I mean, they are rotating. Every night, something on different. On the tour. Sure. Yeah. I don't think it's every night, but I think it's kind of based on, you know, obviously when a band is in their hometown or in oh, their region, yeah, right? I mean, right. I think yeah, it that, makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know, and, and not, not to bring them up again, but I remember having that same feeling when Aerosmith and Kiss toured. Sure. And Kiss opened up. It was weird for me. And what was more weird was watching the Kiss fans who come with their face all painted up like the four characters singing Aerosmith songs, watching Aerosmith. Well, that's always a deceiving, right? They opened... I mean, we. Well, they I mean, do. I mean, yeah, let's be I honest. Mean, yeah, but there was an opening act. Yes, but they still go so, on first. I mean, well, traditionally, we, it's 
some guy goes on first who nobody knows is just getting started, then a more semi-more popular band, and then the big band closes. That's traditional touring. Sure, but that would be considered a co-headline because they had the same amount of time, right? Then Motley Crue and Kiss toured. Right. And, uh, you know, Poison and somebody toured. And the the, the shtick is, is you get... 70 minutes and we get 70 minutes. I still Somebody's got to go first. I get that, but I but still think there's that know, whole thing. You went sure. on before we did. Well, and let's, sure. We I got mean, a sound check before sure, you did. I guess, you, you know, know, but if we're being honest, right, do you want to follow Kiss? I, I, wouldn't I wouldn't want, want well, I would personally, yes. No, I know, wouldn't want anything but, to do uh, with that. So. But I think Aerosmith following Kiss was, was very weird, and I'm sure Motley Crue following Def Leppard probably feels a little weird, and I'm sure Def Leppard going on before Motley Crue feels a little weird as well. Well, anyway, the point is, right, some people, uh, I heard that this show was spectacular, as you would expect, uh, but, you know, it's like, why didn't Sticks headline? Why didn't, you know, blah, 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 but... Yeah, but if they're rotating, show. it's I mean that makes perfect no, sense. Great That's show. Just, and uh, again, between the two of them, what, forty eight hits? Massive, you know? massive. Uh, and Loverboy, I guess, killed it. And then last night, was it last night? What day is it? Yeah. Yeah, it was the Black Keys. Black Keys, uh, Band of Horses, and uh Ceramic Animals. Is that who it was? I believe. Yeah. I'm not sure, to be totally honest. I, I on my notes just says uh Black Keys and Band of Horses. Yeah, that was a. It was um, also really cool. Again, I, I have to be honest with you. I've been listening to Band of Horses for the last week. I mean, I was familiar. I had some songs in a playlist, but mm-hmm. I've missed the boat on them. If you really? want to talk about what are you listening to right now, uh, I'm telling you, man, Band of Horses. Talk, now, talk to me. Let's talk, let's talk to the listeners about it. Well, again, I'm you know. I know you're 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 kind of joking about the you know snoring. If you don't, if you like mellow music, if you don't like mellow music, you'd you'd be bored to death. But they have got. I mean, it's just it's. Uh, I can't explain it really, but it's just my God, their melodies and the guitar lines. But it's it's definitely got a sad feel to it. I want to say they're a rock band, but they're not a rock band like you and I discuss a rock band. They're a lot of ballady stuff, but it's not, you know, it isn't boring. It's catchy, melodic, beautiful stuff. I mean, I'm just, again, I've, I haven't been able to stop for the last couple of days. And then since I, since last night, now, unfortunately, I won't even get into the details, but there was a change yesterday to the show. So they unfortunately ended up. Uh, they only did about a 20-minute acoustic set. Oh, okay. They were unable to do the show Okay, as planned. Um, so that was a bit disappointing. But, but at least um, they still did the show. Well, that's what I say. In this you know? day and age with all the, you know, the craziness mm-hmm. that's happening, you know, something is better than nothing. But I, I have to admit I was a little disappointed because I wanted to see uh, – I don't think I've seen them before, and I wanted to see the full show, and we didn't get that. But – it was still they were still great and uh, and then again the black keys man they it's two guys and they have a oh, band yeah. yeah but they just i mean they just they're I'm very a rock, underrated they're a rock band yes they're a rock band i Absolutely. don't care what you, you know like we talked are they bluesy are they what 
there was some weird term. Indie, I think they, indie they, 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 it was not indie. It was really weird. It was, yeah. yeah, it was strange. I can't remember right off the top of my head, but rock and roll, man. It's a rock and roll band. They're very underrated. There, and I, I compared them to Muse. Yeah, I found you know Muse is definitely a rock band, and they're probably the biggest band that nobody's heard of. Sure, and they they call themselves that, but it's the same. They, Muse gets no real. Airplay, the Black Keys really get no airplay. I mean, a little they had, bit. They had a run on mm-hmm. alternative radio. I still think they get. I mean, they definitely get some play, but no, I get it. They and then were, Band um, of Horses. Um, I'm looking it up here. It looks like their three most popular songs may be called "The Funeral," "No One's Gonna Love You," and "Crutch." Yeah, that again, about right. It's not you know like everything we talk about, right? It's not for everybody, right? That's that's the point. It's not for everybody, but. If you like music, right, this sure. is part of why this is fun to talk about. Give it a shot, right? We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Right. I listen to the, a lot of the same stuff. I put on a playlist, you know, because I'm familiar with it. And when I'm working on my laptop, it is nice to throw on stuff. And when it catches your attention, right, when it's kind of background noise, and yeah. then suddenly yeah. whatever you're doing, you stop what you're doing to and go, you just listen. Oh, what is this? What's this I'm listening to? Yes. Those moments are great. I love and that's those what moments. I've been having with Band of Horses. I just can't, I can't say enough. Uh, well, Band of Horses looks like they just released an album in 2022 called "Things Are Great." Yep. But their albums go all the way back, and I did not know this to 2006. Oh, they've been around. Yeah, wow, that's why I said I feel like I've missed the, I missed the boat. I didn't, I didn't pay enough attention. So, and that's also what's great about this, right? It's never too late. No, it's not, and it's that's what I love about music. You can never, uh, you can never really miss the boat. I mean, maybe if the band breaks up and you never get to see them live or something like that, you can miss that boat. But if you just discovered a band today that's been around even for ten years and it excites you still, I think that's what music's about. That's that's the ultimate goal as an artist, as a songwriter, as a band: write songs that still get you pumped to listen to. 20, 40, 50, 70 years later. Well, and again, we've talked. Do people want to hear new stuff? Do they want to hear the classics? You know, again, man, it's in this day. Listen, I still hear a lot of new bands, and they might catch me for a record. Sure. And then I, lo- I kind of just lose them. I lose interest, or I get, you know, I move. There's well, so many happens other stuff. quite a lot, actually. Which is why when you've got people, you know, for me, like a Morrissey situation, where I have been, I've been around... Since the beginning of the career, and mm-hmm. I've gone through the the ups and the downs, and the records I loved, and the records I didn't love, and it that it's cool too. I mean, I love new bands. I love to hear new stuff. But it, it to your point, it's great to have a, a it's great to have artists that you depend on. Sure, you can rely on. Right, a- you absolutely. can just go. I'm with you from from the jump of the career to the end. I'm gonna I'm I'm riding this out. You know, because again, a lot of bands just kind of come and go. They grab your attention and then you lose interest or you just forget about them. Um, I've been trying – again, it's got me all fired up now listening to like a band of horses just thinking of some of these other bands that are similar. Sure, that sure. That I haven't really paid much attention to in a, a couple of years. You know, like Counting Crows. Did you ever like them? I did, oh, yes. My God. Oh, my I gosh. Are you kidding me? Counting Crows. I loved – and I, I mean I should say I love Counting Crows. I just haven't listened to Counting Crows in a while, but I went and saw them every time they came to Salt Lake. I got to see them in Connecticut at the Mohegan Sun Casino. Wow. We How were, long ago? Uh, it was a good 10 years ago at least. Uh, we were there playing uh, the next night. 
in the same arena, and we uh, we got to go to that show. We got in early enough, and it was Counting Crows and Goo Goo Dolls were opening up for them. And we and uh, I got to go backstage and hang out with the Goo Goo Dolls guys, and it was pretty cool, and that was fun. Interesting. There, we, that's a show coming up. Goo Goo Dolls. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. But that was a lot of fun. And, and seeing them, I love, and this is the one thing, like what you just did down in Vegas. I love going to venues that I'm not familiar with. Like out-of-state venues where I feel like a total outsider, but I think it's cool. And this, this, this goes into the, and I know people are going, what, are you just getting into this? We've been following bands around since the Grateful Dead, Grateful going Dead. to every show they sure. go to. But we, I absolutely love Going to a venue that I'm not familiar with and seeing a band that I like and feeling like I'm just part of this other crowd. Like I stepped into a whole nother state's like music scene. I love that. I mean, that's fun too, right? Coming from what you do or what you did at that point. Yeah. And for me to go to a show as a fan where I have nothing, nobody's going to call me. I have no responsibilities, nothing. Yep. You Turn know, the phone off, throw it in the pool. I'm watching, you know, I'm watching a pandemonium as fans are on the stage and security's trying to stop everyone and i'm just like hey hey not i got nothing to do i'm having a great time i don't have to worry about this no it's a it's a blast to be able to go as a fan and uh i won't road trip you know i've i've road tripped in the past to see well i won't even admit to this one Uh, i forgot this is bringing up horrible i you want to hear a fun story of vegas i road trip to see the spice girls did you really well, I'm not going to. Maybe, maybe I'm making. No, it. I think this Let's is allegedly, awesome. Allegedly, maybe oh. there was a rumor. There was a rumor that maybe I went to see the Spice Girls. You're in such Vegas. a wannabe. We're not sure. Okay. Wow. <laughs> you're on fire today. I know. Yeah, you're on fire. I mean, but the point spice is, spice up my uh, life. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> I have bum, road trip. I've road tripped <laughs> to see you know the Deftones and. Several Morrissey shows, a few Kiss shows. I mean, but it really is something to go somewhere else outside yeah, of your it is. normal environment and a different scene and a different vibe. And it's cool, it's right? Very cool. But I've, I mean, you must. It, it's got to be a little. Uh, you have to be jaded. You toured. I, well, so yeah. every day you were in a different environment, right? Yes, but it's still different. I mean, when when you're touring and you're the act on the stage, that's what you're supposed to do. When you're an audience member and you're traveling, it's a different vibe completely. And I I was lucky enough to catch Sting in Taiwan. Wow. I caught uh, Rascal Flatts in San Diego, obviously Counting Crows in Connecticut. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's a few more that I know I've caught. Um, and Pink Floyd at Harbor Freight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Uh, sure, you saw Sting in Thailand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure you did. Uh-huh. Now, having said that, though, from the stage, it's got to all look the same. Oh, it does. It all looks the same. Yeah, it does. And right? You have no – what show did we just do? We Somebody just – we had a show, and we were chatting with the – oh, it was yesterday. The Black and Keys. We, and we told them, <laughs> you know, it's a Monday night, this and that. And he said, well, uh, okay, thanks for telling me what day it is. I haven't any idea. That and what that day is of truth. the week it is. So on the road, you do not know what day it is, or what city. No, you know, you know that it's either a travel day, day off, or show day. And I can't tell you how many venues I've played. Right at center stage, it says Toledo, Toledo Ohio. Sure, you know, yeah. 
No, that's real. I know it is. I've seen. Well, I had to do a few shows in uh, where it was Pocatello, Idaho, okay. a couple years ago. And um, what's the band? Singer of Slipknot, uh, Stone Sour. Stone, right, right. And the only reason I'm saying it is because he, you know, it's that joke of like, "Hello, Cleveland," right? And you're not yes, in Cleveland, right? Uh, he straight up did that. <laughs> I can't. He was like, we were in Pocatello, and he's like, you know, like, "What's up?" Portland or whatever. And everyone booed, I bet, no, right? everybody no? kind of, well, I had the same, I'm like, did he just, did he say, just say Portland? <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm like, eh, it's probably, the, it's loud. But he did it like three or four times. That's and then funny. people started, they were like, they were giggling because you're seeing like one of the greatest <laughs> rock and roll cliches of all time, right? It's so true. And then his band, the band caught on, right? It's like, are you still with me, Portland? And, <laughs> and finally, somebody went up and, and whispered in his ear, and he started laughing, right? Hey man, he we're, sha- we're in Pocatello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He shakes his head, and the crowd erupts in cheers, right? And he go, <laughs> he's like, okay. That's awesome. I'm the biggest jerk ever, <laughs> right? And it was like, man, this is that, that's rock and roll. That's fun, right? Boy, you guys here in Portland sound so much better than the guys in Pocatello. No, it was, it was <laughs> awesome. Those are the things that make you go... Of course they don't know what day it is, right? No, no, you have no idea. You don't know where you're at nope. when you're doing that. You wake nope. up, you go in, uh, uh, you leave the show, Yep. get on a bus, mm-hmm. wake you up. Drive 10 hours usually. Unless you're obsessed with your tour itinerary, you probably don't remember where you are. And it does all look the same, whether you're in Vegas or Portland or wherever. Yeah, yeah. I didn't used to know where we were until I was at the airport. Because I, I got to know the airports really well, like what eats could be there, could be found at airports. Sure. And then it, literally I had no idea. It was either I'm doing a gig tonight, I'm traveling, or we are just staying in this city for an extra two days. Sure. That's all I knew. Days of the week, forget about it because sure. it doesn't matter because you do. You work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday. Sure. You, know, it, you just really do. Well, hey, Trent, I want to move on. Uh, we we touched on it briefly uh, as we were just talking, but older bands doing new music. And this is something to me that is huge. This is kind of music news because this band hasn't released an album. Well, let me say they haven't released new music in 14 years. Wow. And I'm talking about the band King's X. Now, not everybody's going to know this band. Again, this is kind of a, a, a Muso's band. Um, but they did have some MTV hits back in the day with Over My Head, um, Groove Machine. A few of those songs did get minuscule airplay, but they have a brand new album coming out. It's going to be out, it looks like the 13th, oh, this is going to be their 13th album, and it's going to be out on the 2nd of September. So we still got a full month and a half, basically. But they released the first single. The album's called Three Sides of One, and the single out right now is called Let It Rain. Now, if you do not know who King's X is, uh, it's basically it's a trio. It's a power trio with Doug Pinnock, Ty Tabor, and uh, Jerry Gaskill in it, uh, guitar, bass, and drums. Straight up rock and roll, groovy, awesome, completely under the radar, and they are fine with it. And how was the song? The song is actually really good. So, I so don't... there we go. Let's loop this back to where we were a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Don't put out new music, but the song's spectacular. Now, right? the I've song... I've not heard it, but... No, the song is great. Saying that, I don't think it's a hit song. I don't think it has that... that it has the angst. I will say it definitely has the angst of their earlier stuff, but it doesn't have that um, hook factor. 
Now, some people will argue me on this. I, I totally respect that. But for me, I'm, I like the big block out harmonies that King's X did in their choruses, all three guys singing the band, and it was just massive choruses, uh, harmonies all over the place. This doesn't necessarily have it, and I wish I could play some of this for you, but um, I don't have it with me. But anyway, it's uh, it's great, and I love it, and they're, they're coming out with a new album. It's definitely their 13th album, actually, and it's worth checking out. If you're not familiar with King's X, they were kind of known as one of the originators of the Christian rock thing in the late 80s. Striper, uh, King's X were all you know singing Christian rock. I had no idea they were a Christian. Oh band. yeah, they're, really? they're oh big time. I mean, I wasn't that from. I can I can see the video. They had a video. They they had a hit. Oh yeah, over my head. See, I can't remember how it went, but I can see him. What's mm-hmm. the bass player? Doug had the mohawk. Yep, plays yeah, left-handed. I, uh, really tall, skinny guy. Yeah, well, again, awesome. I the, my only uh, reference is I remember. Well, you were probably one of them. Uh, my that's a musicians band. It is. It's a that muso is a band. Musicians. One hundred percent muso band. And a, uh, what what's a what's a muso? What band? What is, musician. I've not heard that before. It's a muso. Yeah, we're just called musos. Um, you know, uh, Dream Theater. Dream. I was just you know say. Uh, Rush. Rush. To some extent. Queensrÿche yeah. even at, at to some some extent is a muso band. Can't, Muse is even a muso band. M- Mashuga. Yeah. Another one. Those type of bands. They're they're you know. All musicians love them, and there's a reason because it's it's not the norm. It's either extremely cool, extremely out there, weird time signatures, or just something that's not the normal airplay. That's what we would call muso bands. Well, and I was going to say the. I mean, when you say it's not a hit, let's be honest that that genre. It's a, it's a it's a targeted audience. The right? the Christian thing. No, mean? I'm saying like that kind of a band like that. You know, I, mm-hmm. they were sort of considered at one point, weren't they metal? Yeah. They were considered kind of metal. They've been all over the map because right? no one's really known how to classify yeah, they're, them. Yeah, they're just one of those bands. I don't, I don't know, would they ever, I mean, in this day and age, I don't even know what that means. What's a hit single mean anymore? Mm-hmm. I mean, aside from the pop charts, I mean. I'd say pop charts, and I would say, you know, played on radio sure. several times a day. I would call it that. I, don't, I would be surprised if Let It Rain gets played five times on the radio. I'd be very surprised if it got played five times. Well, that's, I mean, it's uh, the fact that they're still around is very cool. Again, I'm not, I, I can't lie, I'm not very familiar. It wasn't really my sure. my thing, but I, yet I remember them being kind of lumped in with with that whole metal scene back in the day. They but were. I, again, I had no idea they were Christian. Yeah, yeah, very very Christian. One of their biggest records called uh, Faith, Hope, Love. Interesting. You know, they have, uh, they, they, they're not like straight out like, like, Christian songs, but if you get into their lyrics, they, they can be definitely, their earlier stuff can definitely be classified as Christian. All right, let me ask you this, unless you have something else. Are we no, no, go on? ahead. We can, we can talk about it. Okay, so to this, back to, there. so define, I know what it means, but when you're listening to them, how Christian are they? You mean like, do they follow what they're... I mean, are they, I guess my question is this much like the meat is murder thing, right? Okay. The Smiths. It's a great song, but I, you know, I don't really, you know, I don't really care, right? I mean, can you separate when you're, if they're singing about Christianity and you're not particularly active as a Christian, can you, do you still enjoy it? Or is it too much of a... 
can I guess that's the question is so can I c- can you separate if a band is singing about like uh, it's a very well I'm not even going to use that as an example it's no I know obscure, what you're saying you're saying you separate can you enjoy it even though it may not be what you're your, yeah your cup I mean of tea. if sure. they're like if they're singing all about Christianity yeah and you yourself maybe it's not your thing can you d- separate it or I can like a good example for me is Creed. I forget wow. that Creed is a Christian rock band. There's one I didn't think we would ever discuss. You know, they they are. I wow. don't. When I hear Creed, I don't immediately go Christian rock band, but they are. Striper. Now that's obviously, especially their earlier stuff was very Creed, very religious, and their lyrics were very religious, and their their song titles were very religious, and so I'd listen to it, and and uh, and then I could definitely see that Christian side of it, even though they're a metal band, ha- hands down, a metal band. Well, so this this was what I was going to bring up later in the show. Uh, yeah, can you you know politics? Can you separate? Can you separate an artist from their dietary needs, from their religious beliefs, from their political beliefs? Can you? Can you? Uh, there there are a couple bands coming up in the in the future, uh, and I'm not going to name them, but I've had people say. I'm done with them. I'm done with them oh, because sure. of X, Y, Z. Sure. I won't support him anymore because of X, Y, Z. Do you care? Do you care that your artists, that your bands, that your your heroes, whatever, is there a line uh, that they, like, okay, I'll support you up to this point, but if after this, forget it, or can you, it's the famous question, mm. can you separate the art from the artist, can you can somebody's political beliefs or religious or whatever it sure, is they're sure. they're putting into their music, and you're like, listen, that's enough. I could not yeah. agree, I disagree with you more. Can you still enjoy them, or does it does it ruin it for you? Just I mean, talking about myself. Well, now, now, having said that, right, King's X is probably, you know, that's uh, that probably doesn't apply to that. I'm I'm moving on now to like, sure. I know what you're maybe saying. Maybe yeah. a little bit more outspoken. Sure political stuff or maybe stuff that's a little dodgy stuff that gets into like you know i'm not well when we get into it but can i know you, what you're can saying you separate it personally i can um i don't necessarily always believe i okay i understand that music is a business and it's deeper than that it's show business so sometimes what you think artists are doing or artists are saying is just a show do you think so? I do think so. I definitely think there's some acts out there. However, I also think there was a lot of acts that this is what we believe, this is what we'd say, and I am one, you know, that what they sing about is 100% how they feel. I think there's both sides of that out there. Um, Slipknot's a great example. Some of the stuff that antics they do on stage is a little questionable. I'm not going to go into some of the stuff they do, but what I do know is they are just good uh, mid uh, Midwestern guys. You know, that's well, part of the show. I mean, that's you nailed it, right? It is a show. Mm-hmm. It's show business. Mm-hmm. So sure, right? I mean, you've got that element. But when you've got an artist, when you've got a band that keeps singing, um, again, I don't want to name their specific specific people I'm thinking of, but when it's they've got something and that's all they, everything they sing about, is this and it's not what you're with? Can you? Can you, I mean again? I've 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 had people say to me like, "Oh, I want to go see X, Y, and Z, but I I won't support them anymore. I won't buy their merch. And I won't lo- wear their and shirts. And they loved yeah. them, right? They loved. They sure. had all the albums. <clears throat> excuse me. Saw them every time. Mm-hmm. Bought the records. Bought the shirts. 
I'm done. And I think, wow, okay. I mean, and we're not talking new artists, right? We're talking people that have been around sure. a while. Yeah. I've met multiple albums out. And they're part, like we're talking about with the Morrissey trip. Well, They've become, you've grown up with them, right? Yeah. And now all of a sudden, that's it. I'm done. Never again. Well, sometimes an artist will do something. They have their career set and then oh, they're going along, going along. And all of a sudden they take a left turn and something completely changes or some one of their views change. I've seen people say, okay, I like them up until this album. And after this album, I will not have anything to do with them ever again. But often that's based on the sound of the album. Sound of it's, the album. It's, the it's also sometimes the politics. It's sometimes the maybe something they did off, you know, in their personal life. I don't remember a time in my life when people stopped liking a band for any other reason than their songs are just not as good. I don't like them as much. Or, you know, maybe they, you know, they got a new singer, right? Like yeah, which David, happens a lot. David Lee yeah. Roth left. I don't like Sammy Hagar, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't remember a time in my life where people, it was just about, they're not catchy anymore. Or they've, or... Mm-hmm. They've written the same album t- ten times. Yeah, yeah, sure. And maybe it's just maybe it's just I don't remember it correctly, but it seems in the last few years, I people have. I just don't remember this ever being a thing, and now it's very much a thing for a you know multiple reasons. Sure. Uh, and again, I guess my it always fascinates me because I I guess I always think, you know, the thing where they say don't meet your heroes, right? I mean, there's some truth. To everybody that. you listen to, probably, if you were having a conversation with them at a restaurant, you would probably not agree with everything that the, you know. You, pick a topic, right? 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 Oh, it's absolutely. like anybody, right? I mean, you have your friends that you you click with, and mm-hmm. then you have acquaintances, and then you have people that you maybe not don't get on with so well, and usually that's all based on certain things, right? Just how yeah. you how you are. So why are why are bands different, right? I mean, like, why why can they be a jerk and go like, yeah, I've met him, and he was a, like, I had a conversation with somebody in Vegas. Uh, it was an actor, and she said, I absolutely won't watch his movies anymore because I've met him, you know, ten times, and he was a jerk all ten times. Hmm. So I'm done with him. Okay. And part of me goes, yeah, that makes sense. But then part of me also, I even asked the question. I said. Why did you continually try to meet him then? Right. After the third or fourth time of him being a jerk, why didn't you why didn't you say Good point. I'm done. Well, that's exactly but then again, right. One, there you go. Like so he he made such a bad impression that now I'm not even going to watch his movies. It's just I don't know, it's just kind of an interesting some people don't care. Right. Some people I mean obviously there's an there's a line, I'm sure for everyone, but it just my point again, you if you talk to any of these guys, I would think you would find something you don't agree on. Oh, hands down, you're going to Just absolutely. Just like your own family members or your own friends, right? right? I mean, even your best friends. Like, I mean, right. you don't like Morrissey, and clearly you're wrong, right? You clearly have no taste. <laughs> oh, cl- I like clearly. You. I like you most, mostly. Yeah, right. right. Except for that side of it. I mean, obviously, you have no idea what you're talking about. But aside from that, right, we get on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have delusional thoughts about, you know, James Taylor at Harbor Freight. No, not James Taylor. James Brown. James Brown. <laughs> It's all good. Whatever. You know, it's all good. <laughs> James Taylor at Harbor Freight one. would have been great. There's another one. I knew somebody who who would not listen. I loved, how do you feel about James Taylor? I love James I Taylor. I 
love yeah. James Taylor. I didn't when I was younger. Of course not. I did not at all. I did not get it. This was this was completely an older uh the older me coming out and discovering him and going Oh, these are actually really good. Listen, you don't know anything when you're 12. Nope, you don't. Let's be on, let's look. Let's admit it. Now we can admit it. You thought you knew what oh. you were talking about. Yes, you I did. You didn't know. Nope. Nope, I had I no clue. I remember, don't you really? We I liked the band only because they were played on the radio. Do you not remember how many conversations you had with your your parents about <laughs> Listen, the same one we've had with our these guys are not very good. They're not yeah. going to... You don't know. This is not you music. You don't know. Yep. Get off my lawn. You don't know. These guys are great. <laughs> Mom, Dad, you don't know. And now guess you what? You just don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, you don't understand. And right, that's brilliant too. It, it, That's why music is fun. It fits that part of your life where they reach, they touch me and you don't understand. They reach me in a way that you... But sometimes <laughs> they were right when they'd say... Yeah. Listen, these guys aren't very good, but these guys, James Taylor, he's legit. And yeah. you'd be like, oh. Isn't that funny? Because you don't know. And what's now, more interesting is that we became right. those guys. We became the parents. Well, that's the evolution. You know, that's it's the funny how it works. Of, of music and, and being a fan. You right? guys and your music today, this isn't rock and roll. Let but, me show you rock and roll. No, see, but the difference <laughs> is, right, with extreme music fans, like I think we are. Yeah. I still like those bands that I... I argued about, but I now appreciate the ones that I was told, you know, the James oh, yeah. Taylors of like, well, you you just don't understand it yet, and it turns out they were right. They were. They right? were. That stuff is. It's stuff is. There's great. timeless music, and then there's fad music, and sure. then there's when you're 12 years old and you think that X Y Z band is the greatest thing in the world, and they're they may be at that time. So the answer, you will ride with the band till the end. Yeah, I don't, don't really care. have to. I mean, unless it's something like extreme, you know. Sure. Um, I, I don't want to get too no, gruesome no, or anything. No, we're not going to get into it. But I'm just saying, you know, it, it's there, there is a line. Of course there's a line. Um, I think murder is a great line. You know, I wouldn't really start following oh, well, a band sure. if someone was to go out and, and do that. But, um, again, it's show business. Um, a lot they, of people, tabloids also blow things up certain news media sometimes blow things out of proportion as well um so no i like i if i like a band i like a band if i like a song i like a song what they do in their personal life is what they do in their personal life there is a line absolutely and i think everybody has that line and i'm sure those lines are all at different places but for me it you know i i like a band because i like a band Interesting. Okay, we're going to take just a quick short break. Uh, we're going to come back. We are going to have – we might even get into a little bit more music news, but we're going to have a concert uh, calendar. We're going to have a quote-unquote throwback record, and we're going to kind of continue our, our discussion here going on. This is the Music and Concert Show. Johnny Lightfoot, Trent Falcone. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. 
In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Music and Concert Show with Johnny Lightfoot and Trent Falcone. Welcome back. It is the Music and Concert Show. Johnny Lightfoot, Trent Falcone. We're back. Big Voice just said we're back. That means we're back. We're going. Trent, I was thinking uh, our last conversation... It was actually really cool. I do like I do like that back and forth. I do like those deep thought questions, especially about music, because sometimes people can just write off music as eh, it's just music. You know? Not true at all. No, it's not true at all, especially for the people that that make it. I mean, we've talked briefly about that in the past. Yeah. Some people, sure. I mean, right? There are acts and artists that it's a it's a product. Sure. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's a place no. for that. There's a place for all of it. But some of this stuff is, you know, they they mean it. That's it. 100%. And that is exactly it. If you don't want to listen to their opinion and you don't want to listen to it, turn it off. Mm. Just like everything in life, right? If you don't like it, you don't agree, move on. So I want to continue with the music news because I do think we went a little – we kind of went off on a tangent there, and I think that's great. It's a great discussion. But – Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band have finally announced a 2023 North American tour. And uh, when I say North American, I'm looking at the tour dates here. It's pretty much East Coast. I was going to say, the problem with bands like, like, like that band, they're so massive when they tour. It's, yeah, it's, it's like how many cities? Oh, uh, like see. 15. It's February 1st to April 14th. Oh, okay. Um, however, that being said, they've got Portland, Seattle, Denver, Austin, Houston, and Dallas. Everything else is East Coast. Stadiums? Uh, it does not say. It's Yes. T-Mobile Center, American Airlines Arena, Toyota Center, State Farm Arena. Yeah, so these are – these are big. Mohegan Sun, as we mentioned before. These are all arenas. Madison Square Garden. So, uh, yeah, these are these are big shows. But what what's interesting to me is Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band's last show uh, was, I think it was uh, 2017. It's the last time they played. Wow. So they kind of took a pretty big break right there before coming out with this tour, which makes me wonder. The boss, he's been around for quite some time. I mean, he was kind of, I think it was 70s when he kind of broke, right? Had to be 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember hearing about him in the 80s, and he was already in a 10-year, 12-year career. And now that's 40 years gone, just about. So I wonder if this is kind of getting close to a uh, quote-unquote retirement tour. Well, I mean, again, when you're that massive, I mean, you, you can do whatever you want. I mean... You know he's yeah. I uh, have I have you seen? Tell me you've seen him too. I have not seen Harbor him. Harbor Freight. No, no, no. I did not see him. Uh, it, uh, it was at Liquid Joe's, but I did not see uh, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen in a major arena. <laughs> did I do a Bruce Springsteen? Has he been here? I can't think of the last time he's been here. 
And if I'm sure I he has, know. and I'm missing it, but I don't Man, think he I has. I can't remember. And just just to kind of uh, clarify a little bit more here, that tour starts February 1st, goes to April 14th. Then they are heading uh, over to Europe from April 28th through July 25th, and then coming back for a late summer, early fall stadium run. And those dates in the U.S. have not been announced. Wow. So See, he may be coming. Well, I've not heard anything about it on on my end yet, but you know who knows. But we we are still a kind of a smaller market, and you're right. We are not. We are the typical market where if you have a show in Denver and then your next show is in LA and you have a day or two days off in between, Salt Lake is the stop. Well, <clears throat> sometimes, yeah. They're not always. Not you're absolutely right. I know plenty of bands that you and I love that actually started a tour here. You know, I their mean, first date was. Uh... It gets uh, it gets a little frustrating as a fan, I think, sometimes because we we still as you know it's crazy as many shows as we get, mm-hmm. we still don't get you know like think of like the Rolling Stones. They've been here. They have. I but saw they them. Certainly don't. They certainly don't. It's not a regular, right? No, and obviously, right. We're not. We're not L.A. We're not. It makes sense why. But it is still – it's a bit frustrating it's as a It's still fan. a – I mean, granted, we're not a big market city. Um, our, our sports teams say that alone. We're, we're a small sure. market. We've always been called a small market. Sure. But um, it, that does not mean that there's still not amazing fans for these artists that would love to see them. And I get the idea, oh, we'll just go to Vegas. It's close enough. They can drive down and see it. Like, I, I hate to keep, keep bringing this up, but the Motley Crue Stadium Tour should come to Salt Lake. It should have. Yeah, I mean, but it's a stadium tour, right? We have stadiums they could play at the U. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, without getting into a lot of detail, you know, there's there are some components about that that make it difficult to, you know, they cost a lot of money. Sure. They cost a lot of money, stadium shows. Oh, I know, and, and most of those stadium shows sometimes have two or three tour sets like they piggyback so if if one show is in uh la and the next show is in vegas and then the show after that's in california uh wait did i say la vegas california let's say colorado vegas la sure the colorado tour would go straight to la right and you know they piggyback that way so yeah there there is huge i mean it's double it's almost double the cost well and again you have to be able to um you know Again, without getting in all the details, you have to be able to make, you have to be able to, you know, sell food and beverages, and that's not always an option. So right, there's a lot, uh, there's, there's a lot that goes lot into it. it. There's a lot to it. But would you uh, would you travel to go see the show? Or are you a big enough fan? What's this? What's your song? Are you a fan? Or are you know- of, of Bruce? Yeah. So yeah, I I actually like a lot of his radio hits. I'm not necessarily a deep track Bruce Springsteen guy. What's the song? Oh, don't say born in the USA. No, that I, I mean, that's a great song. And, and this time of year, you hear it uh, almost nightly being played. But one of my favorite Bruce Springsteen songs was actually he didn't do. OK, it was done by Chris Ledoux, Tougher Than the Rest, written by Bruce Springsteen. I think I know that one. Yes. I agree. That's a good one. That's that's one of my favorites. Streets of Philadelphia. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's a heartbreaker. And you got—I mean—you have to like Born to Run, right? Yeah. Overplayed, maybe sure, but 
You know, epic. I'm on fire. That's another one. Dancing in the dark. See, yeah, see, I'm not. I don't love that one as much, but. Uh, yeah, I mean it. That, that was a radio hit, you sure. know, so big, oh, sure. big radio hit. But like I said, I'm not a deep, I'm not a deep cut Springsteen guy. Again, another artist that I did not get into in the '80s. You know, when I first discovered him, I got more as I grew up and started appreciating different kinds of music and different kind of writing styles. That's when I really started to appreciate him. Um, Again, I wouldn't have walked around in high school with a Bruce Springsteen shirt on. I would have grabbed a Poison or Def Leppard shirt. Sure. <laughs> or a Striper. Or James Brown. Sure. <laughs> that you got at the show. I did. Yeah. Yeah, okay. right from him. <clears throat> did he have merch at the show? You know, I don't even know, to be totally yeah, of honest. Of course you don't know. Yeah. Of course you, yeah, because, yeah, you imagined all of this. That's why. <laughs> Yeah, you don't remember a merch stand because it did. This didn't. I'm. I'm gonna listen. It didn't happen. Okay, I'm you, telling you, you. You. You keep going with right. that. Okay. I remember Upper Country right there on okay. State Street, and I couldn't believe I was seeing James Brown. And I remember watching. It took 20 minutes for me to finally realize. Sure. James Brown's not on the stage yet. Sure. And uh, and then he came out, and then when he got off, he was immediately arrested. Okay. Because you can't dance in Utah. Okay. I'm going to uh, I'm going to research this. You should. I'm going to find it. <clears throat> I think you're nuts. Really? <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, that's fine. Let me look this up. We already tried this. I couldn't find it. Did I we? swear. I I'm telling you, you. This was a dream. Really? We 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 Google searched it. We already tried, and this isn't interesting to listen to anyway. Oh, okay, you're right. You're right. Oh wait. James. Nope. Nope. That's not right. See, there it is. I told you. I looked. I looked. All right, so come back. Would you would you go see Bruce Springsteen if he came? Were you uh, do you, here I, or a trip? Here, would you see him here? I wouldn't probably go. I'm not a big enough fan, but I mean, if I had an opportunity, well, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that. I've not seen him. Okay. At least I don't remember seeing him. If I have, I can't recall. But um, I, you know, I don't know that I, I don't know that it's somebody I would buy a ticket to go see. Okay. And if I had an opportunity to go, I would probably even the legend status of Bruce. That's why I would probably go with a chance to go. It, but I mean, again, I, would I spend four hundred dollars on a on a ticket? Probably not. Would you spend four hundred dollars on a ticket to see Ringo Starr? Well, I bought tickets to see Paul McCartney. No, that's different. Probably not. But Paul McCartney all day. I did. Of course. And I had spectacular seats, and that was worth. I mean. It's Paul McCartney. Have you seen Paul McCartney? I have not seen Paul McCartney. No. Get out of town with it. I mean, I... I know it's amazing. Listen, I just talked to somebody about this yesterday. They He plays three... At, see, I can't... I talk for 40 minutes and I my throat goes out on me. He sings for three hours. I know. And does not take a sip of water. Amazing. I've seen it twice. And I had fifth row seats. And it was two... Two hours and 49 minutes. That's so cool. And I didn't see him one time take a drink of water. And this was what? When was this? This was Rio Tinto Stadium. Yeah, I missed that one. That was 10 years ago. I wish I would have saw that. That was 10 years ago. And dude was... Don't even get me started about Paul It's amazing to me that Paul McCartney will play Rio Tinto and Ringo, and I'm not lessening the venue by any stretch, but goes out to Wendover. Did he? Yeah, he he's played Windover many times. Wow, Ringo Starr and his All Star Band plays out there, and it's it's interesting to me. I know Ringo Starr is the Peter Chris. I get it of the Beatles, you know, but 
or is it Peter Chris is the Ringo star? Anyway, either way, it that let's be honest, it is wow. okay. It Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons are going to draw more crowd on a solo tour than Peter Chris is. Sorry, Peter, but it's true, and that's the way it is with Ringo Starr. But he wasn't the primary vocalist. No, that's but the he's argument. still a Beatle. I understand, but I mean that it's not really a fair. I mean, you know, you wouldn't go see Paul McCartney at a drum clinic, right? I mean, you wouldn't. Well. Well, I mean, would you? I don't know. You know, I, there was that question that was asked. You know this, right? They asked, uh, they asked someone in the Beatles, is, is uh, Ringo Starr the greatest drummer in the world? And the response was, he's, he's not, not even, even the, the greatest, greatest drummer, drummer in the, in the, the band. <laughs> <laughs> and they're referring Uh-oh. to McCartney. I just don't think you can really compare. Again, Paul was the vocalist, one of the vocalists. And, and songwriter, I know, yeah. I know Ringo did a, a few tracks, but... It just seems like it's not really a fair comparison. I mean, it's not to say that... But without Ringo, the Beatles wouldn't be the Beatles. I mean, they had a different drummer. They had Pete Pete Best. Well, he played at USANA years ago, uh, 10 years ago. Pete Best did? No, no, no. Ringo and All-Star. Okay. And I think it was well attended. I mean, I, you know, that was before my time, to be honest. So, but I, I think it did, it did, well, again, it was at USANA. So it had to sell some tickets. Yeah, well... Pete, but, Pete but Best, you, you can't deny, right? You're, it's got a, it's a different show than Paul totally McCartney. Totally different right? show, yes, much, much different show, and it. That's what I'm saying. That's what blows my mind. Granted, his, you know, the Beatles would not have been the Beatles without Ringo Starr, uh, just as if they wouldn't be the Beatles without McCartney. But McCartney is so much more well respected. Then and this is a conversation that we could do an entire yeah, podcast this on been next time. This you know, is this a just, whole different thing. This is a totally different thing. We should probably save it for that. I know we're getting kind of low on time here. We still got to get to the concert calendar. However, what I'm saying is, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Skip, <laughs> move right ahead. Sorry, totally lost train of thought because I started thinking about we should do this next week, and my whole bunch of other stuff just uh, came to my mind. See, this is why you have to take notes. This is why you take notes. See, I don't, this is I don't why take I'm notes. starting to put notes in my phone. All right, Trent, let's get to the upcoming concert calendar because... We're skipping this. I guess we're skipping this part. Oh, my gosh. See, no, yeah, we're see, not. all over the Okay, map. let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, I'll let you take it? it. Yeah, you take well, it. Well, you time. set it up. All right, we are going to talk about our quote-unquote throwback record. And we say throwback record. It's not. It's just a cool record, right? Well, I mean, it was released in 1996. So, I mean, you know, what are we considering a throwback? That's been a minute. That's been a minute. So our album, our throwback album, it seems only appropriate because the Rage Against the Machine tour started yesterday. Yes, they did. I believe. And I don't remember the city. Chicago, Detroit, I can't remember. I don't remember. I do know that I think there's four shows in New York coming up though. Evil Empire released 1996. <sighs> now we talked about the first record mm-hmm. on the first version of this show. Yep. A year ago. This record is probably arguably uh, bigger than the first album. This is really, really the album that Well, the song in my, in my memory this is when I mean everybody lost their minds with the first album which I right. believe was just self-titled, right? It was, yes. But Evil Empire was really the that well, was that's what put them over the edge. Because it was heavily anticipated. Well, and they just I mean again, there's a fine example. Can you separate I remember I saw them many times back in the day. And Zach talk about a front man, Zach De La Roca. Oh yeah. The dude, I mean, you want to talk about a guy that has something to say? 
I can remember being a young man and he in between songs would just go on a rant about all sorts of things that, that the music was about, the songs were about and angry about it, like straight up, you know, oh, I'm going to, t- yeah. we're going to educate you yeah, because you guys came to a rock show, but you need to understand what's happening in this, you know, whatever, you know, we're going to get into the actual details, but he had something to say, and they were business. They meant it. They weren't. Oh, they're yeah. not kidding around. The no. fact that it connected with people seems like that was just a bonus. And this record, I mean, People of the Sun and the the one, the huge Bulls on Bulls Parade. on Parade. If you don't know that song, would you say that's bigger than? Uh, yes. Whatever the answer, your question is yes. Than anything off the first record, you yes. think that song is? Bulls I mean, on Kill, Parade. Killing in the Name of was a yes. big song off the first record. Bulls Bull, on Parade, I think everybody knew all all day long. I mean, yes, Killing in the Name, totally. But Bulls on Parade again. Get in your car. Cue the song up. Turn the volume up. There's a single snare drum. Click, turn that up and tell me, just like the Backstreet Boys scoop when you try to try not to dance to that <laughs> yeah, song, yeah. tell me you don't just start moving your head and you start. Oh, man. And then when that guitar riff comes in and at the end when they call, uh, get out of town. It's, it's a, so good. From wow, front wow, to back. Wow, wow. It's a spectacular wow. oh, record. Oh, so good. And. Did you read the? I guess right out of the gate, Zach hurt his leg. He first show, first show. I didn't watch the video yet, but if you've not oh, seen, no. well, he, he, but he guess what he did? He played the rest of the show sitting down, and the reviews are he he was more entertaining in a chair. Wow, than really? some people are on both you know legs running around the stage. And, sure, and uh, this I mean it's exciting that the, that we're talking about all these stadium shows, right? This has been postponed for three years. And it's finally happening, and what a better time to talk about this record. It was a spectacular record. Uh, Tire Me, Down Rodeo was another great Mm. one. If you have not checked it out or you haven't checked it out in a while, uh, revisit it. And the show is supposed to be spectacular. I'm actually glad that you mentioned that because this this record to me, other than Bulls on Parade, um, I thought uh, wasn't as good as the first record. And I don't know if that's because the first record was so impactful in my life that that's why that 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 record stayed with me. Music was changing. That album came out and just that that slapped you across the face. There was not again going back to bands that don't sound like anyone else. Yep, that's it. That's it. I agree with you. I loved the first record, and I I would probably agree with you. Song track by track, mm-hmm. I probably like the first record more. Yeah. But that's probably also why, because at the time, now, a real fast story, hardcore nerds, Zach was actually in a hardcore band, yes, uh, in a few, and he play, he sang in a band called Inside Out. So back in that day, all the straight edge hardcore kids, they had heard that Zach was the singer in this band called Rage Against the Machine. Yep. So we had already had a buzz about like yep. one of, one of our guys made it, right? Yep. They were what on Sony? I so think there so. was there was a, a That's a big label. There was too. a buzz of like one of our one of our own is on a major label. Didn't they play Yes. Speedway Cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't th- Club Deviate. Maybe it was Deviate. Times. Okay. 
I think the first time I saw them was the, uh, two weeks after the record came out. No, no, I mean Zach's ba- Inside oh, Out. Inside, yeah, they did. Yes, they played no, Speedway. No, Speedway. I don't know if I don't know. If I, I remember, remember Zach that. coming to a Speedway cafe, and wow, I think that's... you were there, and I think we talked about it. No, I had not. They after Rage broke, he reunited with Inside Out and okay. did a show at Club Deviate. That might be what you're maybe maybe of. that's it. And I was out of town. I was out of town, and I, I didn't – why are we even talking about this hurtful, <laughs> painful memory? You missed it. I didn't get to see Inside Out. Man. And the rest of my band was there, and they all – let's just move on. Anyway. Have I mentioned James Brown? Rage at, uh... Against the Machine, <laughs> Evil Empire, and again, the stadium tour is underway. It goes well into 2023. I'm hoping – yeah. They add more dates, and I'm hoping they do an arena run or oh, a amphitheater please run. Please do. Please come here. They did reunite a couple of years ago, but they only – again, they did Chicago. I did see them. It was festivals, basically. I did see them with you too. Sure, but that was when they were around. That was when it was big, and, and that was at away, the U. They broke up, and then a few, you know, 11 years ago, they did a run, and they did all these festivals, but it was only the, you know, the big city. Mm. So I'm hoping that we get our, our chance, but – that's another one. That's a travel band. Absolutely. I that's will a travel absolutely band. probably travel to go see this show. So there you I, go. Evil I remember Empire. looking this up when we were doing the first version of this show, and I think it was four nights in Madison Square Garden. Well, and they've had to change it so many times. Yeah, it could have uh, changed, obviously. Yeah, but but I, I mean, absolutely. I, I looked today. Like, okay. Yeah, this is one I have to go see. And it's oh, next yeah. It's 2023, but I'm looking, you know, Portland. Arizona, somewhere. Like, I'm going to go. I have to. You awesome. have to. If you have not seen them. It's worth it. It's I like can, Paul I McCartney. I can definitely say that. All right. The Paul, uh, the Paul McCartney. The upcoming concert calendar. We're going to go over that really quickly. Uh, July 15th. Dude, perfect. That's Happy Summer Tour at Vivint Arena. July 23rd is Jason Aldean's Rock and Roll Cowboy Tour uh, out there at USANA. Few nights after that, Kenny Chesney here and now twenty twenty two tour at, also at Usana Amphitheater, and then getting into August now. Wow, I can't believe that's already just around already. the corner here. August eleventh, Thomas Rhett at Usana Amphitheater. Two nights later, One Republic at Usana Amphitheater on August thirteenth. Yeah, there's a there's a lot. There's a lot. What about the Airborne Toxic event? Do you know them? I don't. What's that? July 14th, The Depot. That's another great alternative band. Uh, okay. From, you know, in my mind, they've been around a while. Check them out. They're uh, they're another one of those bands that you just, I don't know that they they got what they deserved. I mean, but they've been around quite a while. And uh, I'm going a little far out, but Modest Yahoo, August 7th at the depot. Are you familiar? No, nope, I'm not. Okay, man. You've got your assignment. I've Modest got Yahoo. Okay. And then also we talked about it last time, July 22nd, which is this, is it, it's next week. Uh, David Gray, the White Ladder. Oh, yes. 20th anniversary tour. I forgot tour. about that. Sandy Amphitheater. I don't know if it, you can get tickets anymore, but if you can and you have not seen David Gray, uh, go check that out. So but, cool. And then you saw us my Kenny Chesney and Jason Aldean are Right. We got to talk about them next time. That's a whole different show. All right. There you go. Still plenty of shows to go check out this summer. Going into uh, September and early fall, there's going to be shows happening. Concerts are back. Great concerts are there. Inside venues, outside venues. Anything you can want, pretty much almost anyone you can see is out on the road right now. So whether you're traveling or just staying home and only catching them when they're local, you're going to have something to do most nights of the week. All right. Great show, Trent. 
It's a lot of fun, you. right? Good to see you. It's a good time. This is the Music and Concert Show. I am Johnny Lightfoot. He is Trent Falcone. We'll see you next time. All right. stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.